This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bucknoters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on March 9th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. For those that are wondering, Ohio State's football team off this week for spring break. They will get back at it next week. Bank and I are going to talk a lot about recruiting on today's show. We're also going to get into Ohio State's 2020 running back room and what that's going to look like with the Master Teague injury. Bank and I have not discussed that yet on the show. So if that happened, you know, exactly a week ago, uh, a little bit after we got off the air, Bank. Uh, all right, let's start with Donovan Edwards. He obviously took his you know, unofficial visit to Ohio State over the weekend, number three running back in the country, number 38 overall player in the country from West Bloomfield, Michigan. Uh, what's the, the latest with Donovan Edwards? Where does Ohio State stand? Well, I think things have really turned, you know, toward the Buckeyes in this one. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people other than just myself have seen that. Um, I think they're positioned as the leader right now. I don't think it's, you know, done deal. Uh, Lock City, but I think Ohio State is the clear leader right now, and I, I think you know they're in prime position to land Donovan Edwards, and you know they they've just done a great job, and it's been Ryan Day and Tony Alford. They've been relentless in how hard they're recruiting the kid. Um, the kid has has mentioned that you know about how aggressive they are recruiting him. So um, you know, can Michigan get this turned around? He's a home state kid. He's got friends on the Michigan team. Uh, his family's rooted for Michigan growing up. So, you know, I don't think it's a done deal over and out. But uh, I think if, you know, if the kid had to choose his college and sign today, I think it would be Ohio State. It's great news for the Buckeyes. Um, <clears throat> sticking with running backs, Travion Henderson, number two running back in the country, number 17 player overall, young man out of Virginia. What's the latest with Travion Henderson? Well, he's an amazing talent, I'll tell you that. And there are there are just some guys that I think are worth chasing. And even if the odds are not totally in your favor, I think there are guys that you just have to recruit them until they tell you not to recruit them anymore. And they, you know, they went through that last year with Bijan Robinson and it didn't work out the way they thought, but you know, when it's a talent like that, you take your shot. And I think, I think Travion Henderson is such a talent that man, I think they've got to chase him until the cows come home on that one. Um, he's head and shoulders, I think, above any of the other running backs they're recruiting. And I like a lot of them. You know, Corey Kiner and Donovan Edwards and Evan Pryor and the Wheaton kid and the Shipley kid. And you go on and on. I mean, there's some talent out there that they're, you know, they have formed relationships with and they're recruiting. But, you know, if I could have one from this class, I would take Treadown Henderson. I mean, I think he's that special. So I think, 
you know, I, I think you take one of Edwards or Pryor, and my guess is it will, it will be Edwards, and then you fight it out for Travion Henderson. And if you lose him, then you fall back and you go get someone else. But, I mean, I think sometimes in recruiting you can go for the bird in the hand, and, and then sometimes you got to shoot for the stars. And I think Travion Henderson is worth shooting for the stars with and, you know, fight it to the death. Is it too early to tell if he's leaning one way or the other? Well, I know Steve Wilfong feels that Ohio State has really got his ear right now. I have not been told that, but, you know, Steve's the best in the business at this. So, you know, when he speaks, I listen. So let's see what happens. I mean, to me, I always look at the unofficial visits. You've got to get them on campus. You've got to get the unofficial, and then you've got to spark the interest, and you've got to get that official planned right away. So – until that happens, it's hard to go over the moon for me on Travion Henderson. But let's, you know, and, and again, people are kind of, you almost overreact right now to any good news or bad news. But there's really not a lot of good news or bad news right now because it's March 9th, you know, and, and it's so early right now for this stuff. And, if, you know, if you would go back and look uh, one year ago at the March 9th, you know, Bill Curlick recruiting updates or Bill Green recruiting updates from March 9th of 2019, they would look a lot different than what the class ended up being signed. So I think there's, you know, the overreaction is just, it's part of the business and, you know, it's, it's part of why people are crazy about recruiting and we love them for it, but it's early March. So, you know, I think take a step back. You're still in the layup line right now. You haven't even got the game started yet for a lot of these kids. So, and I think Ohio State is positioned really well. And you, you just you take the next step, which is getting him on campus and just blowing him away. If they go after Travion Henderson and Donovan Edwards, let's say the hardest, and um, they fall short with one of them, could they go back to Corey? Let's say they tell Corey Kiner he can't commit right now. Would that turn him off to the point where if they do go back to him later in the process, it's like, no, no, too, too late, just – I know that's kind of a you know convoluted question, but you know what I mean? If they put Corey Kiner on the back burner, right. will, that, will that piss him off? Uh, I mean, it worked last year with Mayan Williams, and Mayan was probably – I mean, we'd have to go back and count all the running backs they chased before him. <laughs> right. They, they, flipped, they flipped him in the end. Now, Corey, you know, it might be a little different, but and, and that's what I talked about before, where sometimes you take that bird in the hand. And then sometimes, and I thought they did that last year a little bit with O-line recruiting early. I thought they needed bodies last year. They needed some quality last year in the O-line. So they weren't, after the couple of years before that of, of Stud just getting murdered, you know, and bringing in one or two or three guys when they wanted five or six, that wasn't going to happen last year. So they took a few birds in the hand last year. Well, you know, do you do that right now in recruiting? Do you take the first two you can get? Or do you shoot for the stars? And to me, Travion Henderson is a guy that I think he's worth shooting for the stars for. Because I still think you can get one really, really, really good one. And I consider Donovan Edwards a, you know, an elite back. So it's a position where you can bring in two stars, where it's hard to get two star quarterbacks to go to the same school. Running backs is not the case. You can get two star running backs to go to the same school together because it limits the wear and tear on both. And the NFL loves to see that. They don't need to see guys getting 250 carries a year over three years. So, you know, I would, you know, do my best to lock up Donovan Edwards and I would chase him as hard as they have been. 
And then I would go after Travion Henderson, you know, and if, if you, if you get Edwards and you lose Henderson, then later in the game, somebody may pop out of nowhere. We were not talking about Jameer Gibbs last year at this time, but we sure start talking about him in November. So I think it's worth it. You know, try to lock up Donovan Edwards and shoot for the stars with Travion Henderson. That would be my strategy, but, and we'll see how Ohio state decides to play it. I'm with you 100%. Let's look at the other side of the ball when it comes to recruiting. Start right at the top. Number one defensive tackle in the country, number five overall player in the country, JT Tuomaloau from the state of Washington, same high school as G. Scott. Is it, is it still looking good for Ohio State, and when might he make his announcement? Yeah, the when, I'm not sure on. I'm never good on the when part. I always kind of wait to see when the kid makes you know his decision date. Um, I think Ohio State looks great there. Um, everything I'm hearing is he is not going to go to the University of Washington. And once you eliminate the home state school, um, then it opens it up. And I think Ohio State is the clear, the clear choice once we eliminate Washington. Now, Washington has a new head coach, Jimmy Lake. He is supposedly a dynamic recruiter. And I think, you know, he, he's just getting his feet wet now on the job. So we got to see. He's replacing Chris Peterson and you know, he's going to be in those kids' ear, and he's living, you know, really close to those guys, a lot closer than Ohio State is. So I want to see if he can get Emeka Buka and J2 Tua Maloa out. Can, can he get in those guys' ear, get them to start visiting Wisconsin more, or Washington more often, and get those guys turned around, staying home and playing for the home state? And that's kind of like my main concern when you're fighting for JT or Emeka. It's, it's not so much – you know, Clemson or Alabama or someone like that, I, I would be more concerned about Washington. And can they keep those kids at home? And at the end of the day, do they get to the parents, you know, the friends and family and the kids themselves, and, you know, do you stay home for the, the old home state school? I want to look at defensive back recruiting. You know, from reading your blog, you know, it doesn't look like the Kerry Combs effect has gone into effect yet. Uh, I, I think it will. Uh, you know, he's proven to be a great recruiter. But where do things stand right now with some uh, of the top DB recruits? Or just what are you hearing about the impact Kerry Combs is making so far? Well, he, he's only been at Ohio State a few hours now, so let's right. you know, let's not go over over over, over the top here. Um, he is a great recruiter. His track record speaks for itself, and. I think he's in the process now of forming and building relationships and recruiting is all about comfort and relationships and nothing will change there. That's, you know, while the game of football has changed a lot and in a lot of ways, some parts of recruiting have changed a lot. But since I started doing this in the early 2000s, comfort and relationships rules the day. Let these kids get comfortable with Kerry. Let them build that relationship with him before we start to panic and think, oh, my gosh. You know, he's been here four weeks. He's not doing anything. He's in, he's in the process of spring ball right now. And his DBs on the Ohio State team is like a prime focus right now. So it's not like, you know, Combs can cruise through spring ball because he doesn't have to worry about his DBs that much. You know, if he had Okuda, Fuller, and Arnett returning with Wade, then maybe he could kind of slide a little bit and really focus on recruiting. But, I mean, he's got to get that DB room in order. So, Give Kerry some time. Let him establish these relationships. You know, I talked to Kamara Wilcoxon, who's committed to Florida. I talked to him last week in Florida, and I specifically asked him about Kerry Combs. And he kind of lit up. Like, he knew about him. He knew his reputation. And I'm like, have you talked to him much? And he's like, well, I never talked to him before. 
you know, until he came back to Ohio State. Now he's just, you know, he's only been at Ohio State a couple of weeks. So we are starting to talk now. And that's the thing. Where the Combs' name recognition is amazing. And these kids know who he is. But they really haven't talked to him as much as the other schools who've had their DB coaches in place for maybe a year or two. And they might have started recruiting these kids when they were freshmen and sophomores. So give Kerry some slack here. Give him some time. And let him get these kids on campus. And that's where the real bonding and the real relationship building really takes place is when you get the kids on campus, you can sit them in the office. And, you know, it's a lot better than just talk to them over the phone. So uh, let Combs do his magic It would be my, you know, my theme there. In-state corner, Devontae Smith, I'm sure Kerry knows all about him. He's from uh, a city called Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati LaSalle, I know you're high on him. He's ranked as the number 14 player in the state. I know you think he might be, uh, you know, maybe a little bit underrated. Do you think Devontae Smith's going to be in this class for the Buckeyes? I, I kind of do. Um, Devontae's a really good player. Now, what I take, if it came down to I had one spot and it was Tony Grimes or Devontae, well, I'm going to take Tony Grimes. And that's with all due respect to Devontae Smith. Um, the one thing about Devontae is he is such a great kid that um, when you watch the film, I mean, Ohio State and Combs might think, oh, man, I like Tony Grimes better. I like Jordan Hancock better. When you get Devontae Smith on campus and you sit with him for a couple hours, you may think, we got to have this kid in our program. I mean, he really is a, a high-class, high-quality kid. I mean, the work ethic is tremendous. He was a wide receiver up until basically his junior year. So he's still learning that cornerback position. Um, so I, I believe in Devontae Smith. I think he's a power five guy. Um, I would have him behind Grimes and Hancock and, you know, uh, Ja'Kalen Johnson. That group, I would have him in the second tier. But I think he can play, and I think he's such a great kid that, you know, I think at the end of the day, he's going to be in this class. You know, the way we would have described him 10 years ago, Dave, we would have called him a trestle-type recruit. Is that, man, that probably resonates with you. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. And we're seeing, you know, I think it's like a fusion of what we saw with Trestle and Meyer with Ryan Day. It's like kind of a combination of the two. He's not – he's hitting Ohio a little harder than Meyer did. He's probably not recruiting nationally quite as well as Meyer did, but he's still recruiting damn well. So, yeah, I like what's going on. All right, let's switch gears. Let's finish the show talking about uh, some non-recruiting stuff, well, unless you consider the portal recruiting, which it really is. The 2020 running back room for Ohio State with a master Teague injury, I know they're saying probably six months and – you know, he's not going to miss the season. But, man, how effective is he going to be even if he does come back? Uh, what do you think is going to happen there? you think they're going to have to look in the portal to find a running back? You know, I don't know. A lot's going to depend on the health of Crowley. Um, you know, I was actually talking this, to an NFL guy the other day. We kind of were talking about the Ohio State situation. And, and he said something that was really interesting. And he's a guy that knows Ohio State really well. He's an NFL coach. And – he said, if you think back to the Trestle National Championship team, they were so run dominant and so running back dominant that, you know, you, you almost couldn't do without Maurice Claret. If you go back and look at the statistics, you would see that Maurice averaged, you know, six, seven yards a carry when he played. And when he was out, like, Mohal and Lionel Ross averaged, like, three yards a carry. There was that big of a drop-off. And the game was played in a phone booth back then, um, that you really couldn't mask or hide your running backs. Now, if there's one position that you can kind of 
muck it up a little bit and, and, and bluff your way through, it's running back. And we've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it with Bill Belichick. You know, he's won Super Bowls and won a lot of games. And when his own line can dominate and he can run the ball, he's going to play Sony Michelle. Sony's going to get 20 carries. Now, the next week, they may play somebody that's got a strong run defense. He's going to play James White and just throw it to James White. You can kind of mix and match and, and pick and grab your way at running back. You can't do that at quarterback. You cannot do that on the O-line. You can't do it with your DBs. You can't do it with your D-line. There's a few spots where you can mix and match and get through it. And I think running back is the place where that can be done. We've seen in the NFL guys get picked up off the waiver wire and rush for 1,000 yards. So, And it's not like Crowley and, and Steel Chambers are like, terrible players that should be at Akron. You know, that's not the case. Those guys are big-time power five guys. So I can see, you know, you run Crowley, you run Chambers. Maybe mine gets goal line carries. Maybe you use Jalen Gill out of the backfield, like Belichick uses James White, and you throw it to him. You know, I think Ryan Day is smart enough. He's got that NFL background. You know, he, he they could go to the portal, but, I mean, are, are you going to get someone in the portal better than Crowley and Steel Chambers? I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. But I think Ryan Day's smart enough, and I think just the nature of the spread offense, the way they're playing the game today, I think you can kind of get through it with this Teague injury. Obviously, they want him. They want him healthy. But I think if he misses the season, I still think, you know, Crowley and Chambers can get you where you need to be. I'm with you on that. Just one final thing. Um just for depth, though, I like Steel Chambers probably more than most. Sounds like you like him, too. I like Crowley. Hopefully he's able to come back healthy. But just for depth, if Teague's not able to come back, I feel like they need to get another running back in there. They'll have Mayan well, Williams, though, and they'll have Demario McCall. So, to your point, they will have other guys. I mean, Mayan Williams might be better than we think as a true freshman, so maybe they don't need to look in the portal for even depth. Well, it's hard to get a portal guy that is coming in just for depth as an insurance policy. More than likely, that dude would have stayed at his school and been a backup at his school. So usually when they leave their school where there are backups and they go to the new school, you know, they have to play. Usually kids in the portal, it's their last shot at getting to the NFL. And they would rather start and get 20 carries at Akron than be third team at Ohio State and never get the ball, never get to show your stuff. So are you going to get a better player in the portal than Demario McCall? Um, I don't know. So that and that's what Ryan Day has to decide. That's where he maybe there's a diamond in the rough in that portal that is like, you know, my gosh, this guy's really good. But to bring a guy in as a depth guy, man, that's kind of hard to do to get a quality guy out of the portal because that those portal kids they want to play. So we'll see, we'll see what they do. Yeah, that's a very good point. Great stuff as always out of Bill Bank Green. Really appreciate it, Bank. And thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate that as well. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's go to Buckeye Swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 